cards on a Friday, baby. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock. Thank you for your patience. Start a later here on a Friday. And Bo, um, so last <laughs> night, you know, I got inundated with some messages saying, have you watched Flight Plan? And I'll be frank with everybody. I didn't realize Flight Plan was on last night. We had kind of done, I think, a post game to the first one, the off season, and that one was pretty meh in terms of the inside, the, yeah. the access we were given. But hot damn, give it up to the Cardinals when flight plan it is good, it is damn good, and it was good last night. I mean, it was better than anything we saw during the season during Hard Knocks, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, that's not saying much, but yeah. The opening to flight plan, the social media clip of the war room. It was unbelievable. It was it was just kind of boil it down, put it into my veins. That's what I want to see. That's the kind of insight I want from the organization about their new general manager, their new head coach. I want all of that. I want to see yeah. all the behind the scenes and give us a glimpse of who these guys are when the pressure is on. So uh, very excited to break this down. Uh, one of the, the people in our chat, you know, it was it was part of the namesake of this episode. Boston Ford, love it. And uh, Boston Ford, I don't know if they're here today, but uh, that was, you know, obviously homage to you, but, uh, and something I think we're going to pound the table with going forward because Monty Austin Ford, Johnny Venerable, look like an absolute boss, a killer, stone cold killer in that war room uh, on flight plan last night. I mean, it was everything you've wanted to see from, and I'm not going to sit here and bang on Steve Kime for the next hour plus, but it's everything that you wanted to see. From the prior regime, it was everything you wanted to see from the Cardinals historically. It's like it's felt like the Cardinals have been taken advantage of in the draft year after year, time after time. Why can't we have a team that wheels and deals and gets the best packages and sets up for long term success? That has not been the Cardinals DNA. Like I'll give Kime credit. He could make shrewd deals in free agency. He could go get a D hop. He could get a Chandler Jones. He can never do that, though. I mean, that that was he flipped a switch. And it was on. And it's yeah. clear. Like, Austin Ford, what he'd been doing, prepping from, what, late January to that moment, paid dividends tenfold. Because he had every scenario outlined. And, you know, we had talked about it that day at Four Peaks hanging out. Like, I had heard serious conversations that Tennessee was going to move up. They had been talking to, of course, um, Indianapolis. He talked to Chris Ballard on the call. And then, of course, the culmination of the deal with Nick Casario and the Houston Texans. And I just, I love that they were hell-bent on not only going down, but then like coming back up. It was always Paris Johnson Jr. Mm -hmm. And they knew it. And they said, well, we're going to let, we're going to let Will Anderson Jr. be a sacrificial lamb of sorts, for lack of a better term. Like we know we're going to check a box that Will Anderson's not going to be there. And we're going to check a box that the Colts are going to go quarterback. And then we're just going to kind of wait and see and pounce on Paris Johnson Jr. I love that because it reaffirms their mindset that he's going to be a star, that he's going to be a stud. It wasn't just like, well, we'll pick from a group of like four to six guys, which was very much Kimes MO. It was, we got to get our 2024 golden goose, that first rounder from Houston. And then we got to go get our left tackle. Yeah. I mean, what you saw from Monty Austin Fort on that, the flight plan on Thursday night was the total package, Uh, you know, and, and some, you know, GMs possess a couple good traits, but what you saw on full display was a guy 
that was is, is organized and prepared as you possibly could be. And we got some insight from JG leading up that, and he couldn't wait to see Monty work the phones. And what we saw was Monty work the phones to perfection. Mm-hmm. And he had, you know, his guys, he was a master delegator. He knew where to go. He knew where to go to find out, you know, whether or not a trade, they were getting even value. They were getting a steal. They were getting below market value. He knew exactly where to go. He knew exactly where to look as far as what teams were in the running to trade up or them to trade up to. Uh, and he also had the ability to uh, not, you know, take shit from anybody. I mean, he was he told Nick Casario, you know, what you text me wasn't enough. We, we got to get to that place. And he didn't want anybody to waste his time. Uh, I mean, he was he was on it in, in every, every way you want to see your general manager be on it. He wasn't relaxed. He was focused. And he got the job done in, in, in a couple different instances for the Arizona Cardinals that made them better within an hour's time uh, after doing a lot of dirty work leading up to that moment, cleaning up the mess left from Steve Kime. Yeah, I, I loved when he was trading back up, too, and somebody asked, was it? Uh, well, first of all, he calls John Schneider. So I think we got to give some credence to a lot of people who are like, well, the Seahawks could trade up to three to get a quarterback. And I'm like, they'll never do an in-division trade. But, like, awesome phone at five with john schneider trying to do a deal and then thankfully schneider takes the kid out of illinois and then who was he he was talking to either atlanta detroit or vegas and yeah asked for a 2024 four or a first rounder in 2024 and he could not shoot that down fast enough like don't touch my picks number one especially don't touch them next year uh yeah. which was hilarious because of course if i'm a gm of course i'd ask the cardinals for that they're <laughs> got, they got two premium picks now but i we all were like in shell shock that day at four peaks, I was sitting there with you and Saul Bookman. It's like, they just got 33. They can't trade it now, but it's clear. Like that was always going to be the play of like whatever ammunition, partial ammunition that they got to go down. As long as it didn't interfere with 2024, they were going to try to use to go get Paris Johnson jr. And I love that because it, again, it reinforces the idea. Like they have a plan in place. They're not flying by the seat of their pants. They're not just grabbing tickets in the sky. They're, they're acting on, Yes, instinct, but also like they envision Paris Johnson Jr. And that's where the most of the episode goes from there, Bo is like, this is a cornerstone player. That's why I've been harping and, and people have come around to the idea, like, don't mess with this development. He's a tackle, yeah. play him at tackle, and that's what they envision him. So there there's just going back to the Austin Ford piece, there there has never been a time in terms of like my fandom as a grown adult, because I was born 1988. This team's had a lot of dysfunction, especially in the front office since, since then. This is the best I've felt about an executive being able to navigate late April, early May in the history of my life as a fan of this franchise. Yeah, you got to be pumped. You've got to be excited about this rebuild. Uh, Thunder, love it. Remember Florio saying uh, the flight to support Kyler to in Norman for his Heisman ceremony was preventing uh, <laughs> the Cardinals front office yeah. and brass, including Monty Austin, for, from being prepared for the draft. Yeah, it couldn't be completely more off base. Uh, you guys yeah. crushing it. In the chat, talking about this flight plan episode. I see Fishbowl Flash. I love this. You've been saying this all the way. T-A-G-I-F and T-G-I-P-H-N-X Cardinals. I love that saying. Absolutely. Um, and and we were late today. I'll just point this out there because we have some exciting things in the works at PHNX Cardinals. That's all I can say. But it's going to be unbelievable what we were working on that made us late today. But, uh, you know, also curious because when they open the scene, it's or when the draft gets started and they in Monty Osfor is ready to go, he says, get Ballard on the phone. 
So he was looking to trade back one spot. So the Colts at four, you know, does, does Chris Ballard, the GM there for Indianapolis, want to move up one spot and secure himself Anthony Richardson? I wonder what he would have done if he trades down to four. Well, yeah. Well, you does, heard does he like Harris Johnson Jr. there, or does he trade back even further? I feel like they probably just take Paris there because I, I think maybe with Will with Anderson Jr. on the board. Uh, okay, let me walk through this again. Oh, yeah, I think they take Paris over Will Anderson Jr. We talked about it. During you don't think you can get Casario to move back up from 12 to 4? You think they would have done two top 10 tradebacks, two top 5 tradebacks? That's a lot. I mean, after what I saw last night from that ball. I mean, you probably get like everything we had mocked, right? You get like a second round, a token second round pick for Ballard to move up one spot. Because well, but they, the idiots in Indianapolis, they were saying we're in a great spot. And they said this after the draft because we were either going to get and they were right, or Will right? Well, but then they they said we'd been fine taking Will Levis. Had somebody come up to three for Anthony Richardson, which you have been a, a flipping laugh riot. That would have been <laughs> hilarious had that been a reality for them that they stared down. But, um, clearly they did not prioritize Will Anderson Jr. And like some of the best pieces of information that we have gotten on the show dating back to the combine, we had Benjamin Albright on with us. And that was the first time it was like, oh yeah, they don't love Will Anderson Jr. They like him, but they have other players ahead of him. And like mm -hmm. we talked about, man, it's been so long now. I like spaced on the kid. Who's the kid from NC State? The long arm defensive end that went to Vegas. Can we even remember what his name is? Are you talking about Texas Tech? Yeah, Texas Tech. Not yeah, Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson. Like <laughs> we, I feel like they had Tyree Wilson ahead of Will Anderson Jr. Yeah, they certainly had Paris Johnson ahead of Will Anderson Jr. So I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say had they traded down with Indy and they got like pick thirty, whatever that is, I think they probably would have just sticked and picked um, Paris and and kept their second. But I could be wrong. Because uh, you do take out, you know, uh, you know, possibility of missing your out on your guy, right? Um, but man, it's so many dubs in that that draft war room in yeah. just a matter of moments. Uh, it was fantastic. I mean, you see a, a lot of the behind the scenes guys. You see Dave, Dave Sears kind of over the shoulder of of Monty Ford, his assistant general manager. You got JG there just hanging out, kind of in awe of watching his oh, guy so go good. to work, right? It's lovely. You've yeah. got Michael Bidwell turning down the volume on the on the TV, and that should be the extent of his what he's doing in the war room uh, and also <laughs> keeping keeping time, keeping track of time. That's all he need. That's all he needs to do. Everything else, he doesn't need to do anything. It's sad because so many people pointed that out. It's like, don't let Mike do or touch anything. And you know, like he and Kime would just slobber over prospects together. Right. Simmons and Hassan Reddick. And it's just like, let the football people do the football thing. And that, again, we're knocking Mike here. That's that, Those are baby steps that are progressive for the, I'm going to tell you right now though, Jonathan Gannon's reaction is everything that I want because you know the relationships for everybody now are clearly defined. Like Jonathan Gannon is a football coach and he's going to take these ingredients and he's going to put together the best football product on the field. He is not meddling. It's this is one this is a one man show. And I love that. I love that number one, these are all new people. I couldn't recognize any of those people, which I love. I don't want to know anybody. I want them to have no affiliation to this franchise prior to this offseason. And then Gannon's just sitting back, like, yeah, draft good players. I'll coach them up. I have confidence yeah. in me. It's not because it was Kingsbury and it was Kime and it was Vance Joseph. Yeah. And no one could get on the same page and nobody had a vision. I know this year could be rough in terms of wins and losses. 
But hot damn, I don't know how you don't watch that last night. You're like, I'm fired up for this team to finally do it the right way. Completely agree with Dylan Richards here. Monty looked like he was a GM for 20 years in that clip. Yeah. He absolutely did. And you know what? He's a guy that prepared the, for this spot for 20 years. He's been, you know, part of uh, NFL organizations for 20 plus years before he got the job. And he wasn't even the first, uh, you know, reportedly not even their first choice. They liked Ian Cunningham in Chicago. And, you know, sometimes uh, it works out better for you when, when the top, you know, candidate doesn't get the gig because I don't know if Ian Cunningham would have worked the phones as well as Monty Austin for it there. I mean, you, I don't know if anybody gets that reaction from Jonathan Gannon where he goes own Wilson on it. He just goes, wow. It's just all he could. He couldn't say anything else. He just said, wow. Unbelievable. What he just witnessed, uh, just the, the moving and shaking and, and just the way that, that he commanded the where he was on the phone with Nick Casario, the GM of the Texans, who had been in that position longer than Austin Ford's been in his position. The way he talked to Vegas, the way he talked to Detroit, the way you know he was just pretty much. And then when he talked to Paris Johnson Jr., I mean, he just mm. he owned that room, and that's what you want from your main decision maker. Yeah, uh, you mentioned you know, sometimes it's the best decision when somebody says no. Uh, Marvel Studios execs wanted Tom Cruise over Robert Downey Jr. How would that have turned out, you know, 10, 15 years later? Sometimes the best move is the one you don't make or the one that you get told no on, and things tend you to work out You don't think Tom Cruise could have carried Iron Man? Uh, no, not for Come not on. Like Robert Downey. No, get the hell out of here. Don't start that argument. You can't, you I think it would have been fine. Like this dude from Chicago probably would be fine, right? We'll see. Maybe he gets an opportunity elsewhere. What's his name? Do, you, do we know what his name Ian is? Ian Cunningham? Ian Cunningham, yeah. if Ian Cunningham is worth his salt as a GM candidate, he'll get a job this offseason. Because I'm going to tell you right now. It's pretty disrespectful to TC, Tom Cruise, yeah, a, to, no. to say he's Ian Cunningham in this scenario. Robert Daniel Jr., the casting of him as Iron Man is one of the greatest decisions in the history of Hollywood dating back to like 50 years. Don't start I saw that they, they almost went with Timothy Oliphant, the guy from Justified. Oh, he yeah, was in the running. Yeah. They, but the, I, the studio wanted, the execs wanted Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, like, I think, why not? for it. Right, but down, down, but now you can't imagine Downey not as Iron Man. So hopefully you can't <laughs> imagine the GM of the Cardinals not as awesome for it. If Ian Cunningham is any good, he'll get a job this offseason. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if the Bears aren't any good and, yeah. and their draft and development doesn't look very good, and Ian Cunningham... I'll tell you, we saw Ian Cunningham actually this draft season in the Bears war room, pick up the phone, talk to other... Uh, GMs. It was not nearly as impressive as Monty Osford. That's no. that's wild. That that is, you know, I don't know if it's a blind squirrel, but like as far as Bidwell landing on Austin Fort, it was the best thing for him. It was just like the Bruce Arians thing uh, yeah, a decade it's a great, ago. It's a great point. That's a that's an awesome point because the Bears wanted Arians and they passed on him, and the Cardinals took advantage. And listen, I'm not knocking Ian Cunningham. Like the Cardinals had dysfunction written all over him before Austin Fort took this job. So. It's going to be a tough job forever took it. But I'm going to tell you right now, like, I love you, Ian Cunningham. Like, we don't want you in Arizona running this team if you don't think you can fix it. Uh, the man that I saw last night knows he can fix it and knows how he wants to fix it. And that that was evident. And it was it was textbook. And we're going to continue to slobber all over Monty Austin <laughs> for, for the duration of this show. But I'm slobbering all over the BetMGM Sportsbook app. If you're not doing the same, what are you waiting for? We've teamed up. With BetMGM Sportsbook this season, the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium. I'm going to tell you right now, I might have my binoculars out on the balcony trying to scope out that sweet, sweet bald-headed man at State Farm Stadium <laughs> every single Sunday. But in all seriousness, you can head out 
to State Farm Stadium every Sunday, home and away, at the BetMGM Sportsbook to see myself, my better half, Bo Brock. We're going to be hanging every Saturday and Wednesday during the offseason at the BetMGM Sportsbook app. You can claim your bonus bet on the house for free. Fans are automatically going to receive a bonus bet upon logging into their account. The bet does expire after 72 hours, so do not wait. And those bonus bets can be used on any sport wager. And we've got our first Friday Cornhole League, first Friday of every month, June through August. So do not miss it. Specials, giveaways, BetMGM prizes, and more live broadcasts. PHNX, PHNX Cardinals. It's the home of this program this fall, BetMGM Sportsbook. And if you haven't signed up with the app yet, what are you waiting for? Use that bonus code PHNX. Now, there's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our folks in Arizona, you're going to get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Make sure you're using that sweet, sweet bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our guy, Shane Diefenbach, talk about it in the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. BetMGM is the official sports book sponsor of PHNX, and Four Peaks is the official beer of mm. PHNX. And we love to be partnering up with both companies. Four Peaks, it's woven within the fabric of this great state. It's been around for 25 years. They've been at it. They're in Tempe, their 8th Street location for 25 years. Unbelievable what they've been doing. They continue to push uh, as far as what delicious beer tastes like. They're changing and tweaking each and every day. Got a different barrel of beer being brewed there. Getting into that bourbon barrel, aging their beer as well with bourbon barrels from Kentucky. So delicious with the Kilt Lifter. Get on the best number one wheat in the state of Arizona. How about the Wow Wheat? Uh, people around PHNX Studios were just up in arms that we we're just completely, we're, we are out of Wow Wheat. We got to make a run to Four Peaks and replenish that supply because it is so tasty. Uh, and they're also in in the business of giving away great experiences. Like, how about four tickets to a Diamondbacks game? Go to Four Peaks' Instagram page, at Four Peaks Brew, and you hit the link in the bio, and you can sign up to potentially win four tickets to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. Get D-Bucks, where you can spend some money in their draft room or on any food you want at the ballpark. Go watch one of the hottest teams of baseball. Drink delicious beer. Get good food all on Four Peaks. Make sure you're following along on Instagram and drinking Four Peaks beer. Got to be 21 to do so, and you got to do it responsibly. Uh, flight plan, a lot of good stuff uh, last night. Of course, it was headlined by Austin Ford, but there was some good stuff on the back end, too. All the Paris stuff was great with he and his family. Just a guy, you can tell, like, one of the biggest points of emphasis for this regime was to get guys who love football, and that was maybe a knock on the prior regime and the players they would bring in. It's like, hey, this guy's a great athlete, but does he love football? Does he, I mean, they, there's just, it's cliche to say, we're going to talk about Buddha here in a little bit, but you want people like Buddha Baker that just cannot stand not being on the field and not be with their teammates and not competing each and every Sunday. And you look at the makeup of this class and it's like, yeah, some guys may have injury concerns or they were doubted or they're undersized. But you look at all of them and everything fits the same thing as their football character is so immense that immediately raises the floor. Because at the end of the day, you know, 
Guys are going to battle for competition. They're going to battle to stay healthy, and they're going to do what's in the best interest of the team. And I think Paris Johnson emulates that. He's so personable. I love the scene in the parking lot where he embraces Gannon, Austin Ford, and Kyler in the matter of like 20 seconds. And this is the place he wanted to be. It you was forget fantastic. Bidwell? You forget Bidwell telling I you actually just, him? I actually did forget Bidwell. I, you know, I may have blocked that out temporarily, but I, the people that I was like, focused yeah, on, I've seen Bidwell, breaks here. I've I've seen Bidwell hugging up people. Off here, Mike. Uh, you're telling a kid you just met you. I love you. It's just like, come, let's let's ease. Let's. I've ease seen Michael Bidwell thing. hug a lot of busts, so I'm putting him <laughs> off to the side. I've never seen Gannon, Austin, Ford, and Kyler, the trifecta, the brain trust, hug a first round pick. So that's what I'm clinging toward. Yeah, and and you just love to see uh, the entire car ride from getting off the private jet to the Cardinals facility in Tempe, where he's sitting there. He's with his mom. He's answering questions. And just the the fact that he he wants to be here and, and he wants to be a, it, it's how it was strange and surreal to him uh, to like it's not just the Arizona Cardinals anymore like that's a part of me like I'm a part of that and that he was he thought it was long overdue between when Ohio State's season ended in the college football playoff to then uh, he hadn't been a part of a team and that was far overdue you just love it that he just he lives breathes this thing and sleeps this thing. And that's the type of player that you want. I mean, he wants to be a part of the solution of turning around the Arizona Cardinals and wants to get right back to work. And, and that's what he's been doing ever since he's been drafted. So to, to kind of see more insight that reinforces that gets you pumped up. How about uh, I got pumped up by our friend, the freak on Twitter, Owen Pompo, Pompo, Papo. Is that it? Papo. Yeah. How about him? I mean, is there any doubt that this kid's going to be a player? I know he's got some, he's got people in front of him, a bunch of veterans and you know, he's a lowly fifth or sixth round pick, but man, I, this kid, this kid's going to stick around. He just got that mindset of I'm going to outwork everybody. I'm aggressive on the field. He was a, a starter early in his career as an 18 year old in the sec. I, I'm going to go out on a limb right now. Like this is going to be the most by default in some aspects because of the roster status, but this is going to be the most impactful rookie class this year and beyond this franchise has had since, Maybe 2015, maybe 2004. Because I look up and down and I'm like, every single one of these guys, if they play their cards right, no pun intended, are going to be given opportunities. They're going to earn them in the process. But yeah. maybe that's maybe that's a big reason why we're not seeing this team flush, among other reasons, the, this roster with free agents. It's like, give Owen a chance. Give Garrett a chance. Michael Wilson, give him a chance. He's, he's taking it by all accounts. Yeah. So I'm bullish on this group. And I, I, I would love to see a lot of these guys play by October. Yeah, Pat, Papo is going to be tough just because he's got a couple veterans in front of him. He's got all the athleticism. You want the speed. It's right up there with uh, Isaiah Simmons, sub 4, 4 40. Uh, just a free, His Twitter handle is absolutely correct, at the freak. Uh, and he played big boy football in the SEC at Auburn for a long time, and he's still relatively young entering the NFL. So, uh, he's going to get a chance to watch Kazir White go to work. He's going to get a chance to watch Josh Woods prepare. He's mm-hmm. going to get to watch a lot of these these linebackers that are prob- have the edge just by experience. Uh, and, and also, like the big thing with him, what, what we hear the biggest knock on him was like once blockers got to his level, they could they could absorb him. Like he's he's a little undersized for the position. So if he could if he could learn to avoid getting a hat on a hat, maybe uh, shed some blocks and avoid blocks, you know, it, it'll help him because like the coverage part is there. The instincts, you know, JG feels like, you know, we've heard him talk about Papo. He feels like they're there. 
Uh, and he's a guy that they were like, we couldn't believe we got him in the fifth round, which is you, you love to hear it. You hear it a lot. Uh, but I, I think it, it means a little bit more uh, coming from guys who know ball. It just it feels like this group, and I, I hope this is a philosophy they take into next year, is just like, this is how we're going to build our team. And I, we've we've sat through a lot of exciting months of March, maybe not since this show was launched, but uh, since Kimes era, and even Rod Graves would make splash moves in free agency. It just it feels like this is how this team wants to be known. It wants to be known as a, as a franchise now that's going to operate on a draft and develop basis, and they want to flush this roster with as many top picks as possible. And you could kind of you you understood the value last night when Austin Ford's on the phone. Hey, we gotta we gotta move up from this spot. This this I have to change this. I already told you that that wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And he's got a distinct understanding. Some GMs they don't understand the value of a draft pick. I mean, like in hindsight, and I love Hollywood Brown. Like most people would agree, like his trade for Hollywood Brown for what they ended up giving up. Like I liked it at the time was not a good trade. It was not mm-hmm. in terms of value. You're getting Hollywood Brown almost at the end of his rookie career on this rookie contract, I should say, and you're giving up a first round pick. Is that good business? Like Austin Ford would never do that. I, yeah. I no way they value those fifth year options. They value those fifth year options, not for tweener linebacker safeties or hybrid players, a day Buchanan, a Hassan Reddick, a, a Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. There's so many it's let's get a left tackle. Let's get a number one corner. Let's get an edge rusher. Let's get a five technique, three technique defensive tackle. Like that's, that's how this team is going to be yeah. built and they're going to have their lumps in the short term because of how mismanaged this roster was. We looked at this roster and man, it, it, it went from one of the best. I, I saw this team every Sunday in person in 2021 and they were ass kickers. It was an elite team and it has never fallen from grace faster because it was just a house of cards made up of just older players that, that got old and brittle real fast and younger players that didn't pan out. And the yeah. best w- and the best way to escape that is by fortifying it with young 20-something-year-olds and buying into a mindset like this is the new way for Cardinal football. They, they got too far removed from, from taking and, and doing the basics, right? Getting, yeah. the, the, getting the, 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 just the simple things correct as far as, you know, which positions to draft and where and, you know, what, what you're doing and, and how you're approaching player contracts. And it, it just mm-hmm. felt like, they, they just got way too lax as far as what they were willing to give up to bring in more established players. Like the last three trades that Steve Kime made, I mean, so it, it, was, it, it was unreal. It was just like a guy, a, a teenager with his parents' credit card, and he's out, he's at, you know, a restaurant picking up his friend's tabs, like it's, or at the bars, like, oh, yeah, just throw a couple shots on my tab. Like, and then the next thing you know, you, it's over 300 bucks. A couple of and, chosen Andersons on my tab. <laughs> right. It's just, it's, it's unreal. Like how poorly things were run at the end of this thing and how quickly it festered because in a cap league, and then when you're paying, you know, stars, star money, you don't have a lot of margin for error. And, no. and they just completely did the, a, a lot of the, the things wrong and they're, they're paying for it now, but now they're starting to do things right again. And it, it seems it's like, well, why can't you go out there and at least spend on a free agent? It's like, no, it's because of the sins of our uh, of our predecessors because yeah. they did things so wrong. We have to clean it up. I see Ed Romero here. I thought draft day was coster depicting GMs with pseudo cinematic uh, as far as prowess. Yeah, yeah, prowess. prowess. And then Monty sounded like Costner. I I agree. It was 
that was it was very dramatic it was very well done i was hooked immediately and couldn't take my eyes off it i've watched it multiple times i love it uh and always good to see ed romero i've been doing podcasts for a while ed's been there almost from day one good to see him pop in the chat what's up ed um so i had a gentleman um come to our house work on our air conditioner edgar is fantastic guy uh from from buckeye here in arizona Big supporter of the show and wanting me to tell you hello. Please tell Bo Brock hello for me. So. Edgar, man, you, gotta, you, made you the gotta, drive from Buckeye to Maricopa. Well, he, he listened yeah. to the entire library. I don't know. That's the, <laughs> that's all. But listen, he great, great guy, supporter of the show. I said, come out to Bet MGM this fall. So hopefully he comes and, and hangs with us this fall, along with everybody else here in the chat. Chat's crushing it, by the way. I like this comment from Jean Paul Edward Dideos, uh, friend of the program. Kime was a snake oil salesman. Monty is the CEO. Listen, that it does feel like kind hopefully of not guy, of the snake oil company, not the no, CEO. <laughs> no, but like you know how like the slick back hair trying to yeah. scheme everybody. Like, uh, is it Bernie Madoff kind of esque kind stuff yeah. that he's doing shady business deals like under the boiler table. room stuff? Yeah, then the bottom drops out quick. Whereas you know who's the guy running Disney right now? That's what I want Austin Ford to be. What's his name? That had to come back. He retired. And he had to come. Eisner. Uh, yeah. Iger, Jeff Iger had to, had yeah. to, had to, had to leave Disney, retire, then come back and, and fix, I guess their mess that they're in right now. But that's, that's what I want Austin Ford to be. Uh, another great uh, comment here. Thunder saying the players all seem great, but Michael Wilson seemed super promising to me. There's a clip of, uh, or a segment of Michael Wilson, doing some hiking. You always got to get a hiking segment with one of the new prospects, but Michael <laughs> Wilson from the West coast went to Stanford. So he understands, you know, the outdoor options that the West coast provides, like but people in their twenties thinking of date ideas. It's always <laughs> like top three. Oh, let's go yeah. for a hike. Camelback. <laughs> Emma's saying no, but look, it, there's always people making hiking dates. That's Emma. It, it, Emma, tell us what it is then. We're wrong. Yeah, what's I the number one seed? Hiking dates fucking suck. <laughs> well, first of all, look, I, I, I don't disagree with that, but people, especially around here, with so many options, no, they're like, let's top, go. Top hiking. three dates for twenty-year-olds. Okay. Going and this, this is just like a very generic. This is not like my top three. This no, is... it has to be your top three. Hang on. <laughs> oh, my top three? Yeah. Yo, going to an arcade or like okay. going to something like that. Something where you can like have an activity. I'm okay. competitive. I want to play a game. Maybe some wanna... pottery, some ra- ceramics pottery. Painting. Yeah. Fire up the yeah. kiln, is it? Yeah. yeah. That could be one. <laughs> okay. Um, Big fan of museums. Museums. I really like a good art museum. A good one out on anything. Yeah. Really? Um, <laughs> I already have to learn. I have to. I already have to learn about this person. I don't want to learn about George Washington. Oh, I'm not learning. Right. I'm just looking. Okay. All right. Anyway, so, <laughs> oh yeah. So we got to. So what's the last one? That's one. We've got two. Last one. Last museum. One, just go for dinner and drinks. Just go for drinks. Yeah, we don't have I to like reinvent the wheel here. I, you put people to the test. Like, what's your cardiovascular shape? How long are you going to be around for? Can you hang with me? Can you can you chase after my kids? That I, I I like I like this mindset. Listen, gorgeous place to live. You should go out and hike Arizona. No doubt about it. So they're sitting there. They're talking about Michael Wilson, his opportunity that the Senior Bowl presented, and how serious he took that. Right after mm-hmm. losing his senior season to the broken collarbone, his his background, his family background, he's got some athletes in the family. Yeah. So, you know, it's it was good. I mean, but the the first 15 minutes was made the entire episode. 
Yes, it was the it was the coup de gras of the entire offseason because people have been taking shots at John Gannon. People took shots. You know how pissed Awesome Ford had to be in the in that clip too. Don't think it's not a coincidence that the news broke on ESPN and the NFL Network right before right. with the tampering. Like that just happened. Like that that the Cardinals now, by the way, and we have the source now, knew the tampering charge was coming for for weeks. They had known, I think, since March. But of course, the NFL and their constant search for storylines and drama dropped that right before the draft started, and then they made them switch the picks. So you knew Austin Ford was upset about that. The Cardinals are upset about how that whole thing went down, but that's another story. So he, I part of me thinks like he used that to attack. He attacked and and really kind of embarrassed the Houston Texans. I mean, if you're a Houston, I know Houston loves Will Anderson. He's a Hall of Famer. I look like an idiot. You can't give up that capital for for a non quarterback. It's just it's it's laughable. It's the biggest heist of in recent memory for a draft pick. And I'm including the fact that I think Paris Johnson Jr. is going to be a better player long term than Will Anderson Jr. I think there's a cl- more clearly defined path yeah. for him to succeed at left tackle, whereas there is question marks on Will Anderson Jr.'s ceiling at the NFL level. No, and I don't disagree with that. I mean, I think they're. As far as prospects, and, and as you mentioned, ceiling, there, there's no doubt that they can, they can. There's untapped potential still with a guy like uh, Paris Johnson Jr., who started one year at college, and Will Anderson Jr., who absolutely was a a, a terror for opposing offenses for three seasons at Bama. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. There's there's room for growth, but there's also, you know, I, I think you can. As far as the offensive side of the football, Paris Johnson Jr. matches that work ethic that we heard about uh, Will Anderson Jr. The entire drive process. That that's legendary. Yeah. Easy no steroids. Hitman Monty. Uh, that was his nickname when he got here, looking like the Hitman video game character. Gary Coker. Steve Kime was a shyster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jose in the chat. Hiking is a science museum. Sorry, Emma. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated with those four peaks, baby. Uh, I stay hydrated with my friends at Circle K. I go in, I double up 32-ounce Polar Pops, buy one, get one free from the SMS Subscriber Club, 31310. You text that, PHNX, to that number, buy one, get one free, 32-ounce Polar Pops. Quick story, I was out with my son the other day. He's like, I need a Gatorade. I'm thirsty. I said, I don't really want to run into a grocery store. Thankfully, we were right next to a Circle K. They were on sale. It was convenient. It was fast. Love my friends at Circle K. And then I got my favorite candy bar, which is, Bo Brock, do you know what my favorite candy bar is? Uh, Heath. Heath's bar. Yes. Thank you so much. Heath bar, score bar, whatever. I always got to pick up a Heath bar or score bar from my friends at Circle K. I know that? (laughs) No. We're just a couple bros hosting the podcast (laughs) talking about candy. Uh, And uh, if you're excited, we're excited to tell you about Circle K. Best coffee, beer, snack selection. Premium gas, not a premium price. Again, iced coffee under $2, which is absurdly competitive in today's market. I just got an iced coffee yesterday from not Circle K. I regretted it instantly when it did a number on my wallet, but they've got Seven 12 bucks. Packs. What are we doing? Unbelievable. It's like one of these things, and it's $9.99. Yeah. I, go to, I go to Circle K. Their iced coffee is under 2 bucks, and it's unbelievable. It gets me going in the morning. They've got Red Bull, Monster Energy drinks. It's really like it's my hydration station, but also where I get caffeinated. Speaking of caffeine, I mentioned I'm going to say it. I'm going to double down. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club. Buy one, get one free. Not 1624. 
32 outs, Polar Pops. You get a huge one and you double up. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's nearest to you. Pool season is upon us. And if you're like me, you, you procrastinated your way of getting that pool bot, right? It ain't happening. But here's something you can still get. You can get that perfect manscaped bod that you need that you're not going to gross people out that you're hanging out with poolside they got everything you need to get yourself in the shape necessary to not have people go in and need to throw up in their cabanas because it looks like you're wearing a hair sweater underneath your tank top you just don't want that they got the lawnmower 4.0 that trimmer that features cutting edge ceramic blade that reduces grooming accidents which are terrifying i don't even like to say that uh, they got the skin safe technology and the lawnmower 4.0 has the new multifunction on off switch that can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn a fourth K led spotlight on when you need it for a more precise shape. You can, you get a spotlight. You're not going to miss anything when you're trimming up uh, wherever you may be trimming, wearing sandals. This is very important. Everybody. You think that people don't look at your feet. Uh, that's that's incorrect. Sometimes people are forced into looking at your feet, and you don't want them to have those nasty toenails. You don't want to have yeah. any like toe hair. Take a look at the Shears 2.0 Luxury Nail Grooming Clit Kit, and the kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, grooming scissors, performance package for your balls when they're ready to impress. Absolutely, mm. don't want to miss out on those opportunities. They might be few and far between. 20% off free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. It's smooth sack summer, boys. Get on board. Don't get left behind. Uh, every time I go on the internet, I just see things that make me upset, um, which is frustrating. I see DeAndre Hopkins not go to a contender. Uh, he's taking a visit after Tennessee to New England to catch passes from uh, Jared Stidham. Is that who's on the team? And Mac Jones? Or, Stidham or, back there? No, it's, no, uh, it's, it's not Mac Stidham. Jones and Bailey Zappi. Zappi do. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Hopkins goes from Zappi do. <laughs> David Blau vibes. Uh, so D hop about his money. Go get your money. D. I think uh, when he out. named his top five quarterbacks, I think that those guys were, were was it Tannehill and Zappy do were, were six and seven. <laughs> weren't they just that- missed the cut? He sees, a, he sees a lot of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> just on the really outside Zappy. looking at his top five. There's oh, Ryan man. Tannehill and Will <laughs> Levis and, and Malik Willis, Zappy do and Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. I, that, that is it. This offseason, I do feel like it was just a sham, you know, like that he and, you know, you look back to the the hard knocks. He's talking about his legacy. Am I a Hall yeah. of Famer? And, you know, he, he's never come out and said he wants to win. But you would only assume that that's something that he wanted to compete. And he's going he's going to talk to a team that's uh, next after next season is going to have to embrace a rebuild in Tennessee. And then who knows what's going to happen? I mean, the quarterback play in in New England, it's as volatile as it gets. Uh, and that's going to change after this season. The, the AFC East says Josh Allen, Tua, who's not my cup of tea, but I mean, they went to the playoffs last year, Aaron Rodgers, and then Zappy Dew and Mac Jones. And that's the team that, that Hopkins is like, I'm going to check them out, along with Bill O'Brien, who I hate. But I, uh, he yeah. wants to get paid. It was always about the money for D-Hop. Um, so good luck to D. Again, again, I'm rooting for him to, to take the money because I don't want to have to watch him play with Buffalo, which does not seem likely now after they added a linebacker in Kansas City. They're not seem like they're a factor. So good luck to Hopkins. Um, 
Hopkins no longer on the team. Buda Baker is actually on the Arizona Cardinals. Not sure if people know this or not. Uh, and plans to attend, per Cam Cox at Channel 12 News, we think, mandatory camp next week. But that doesn't stop some national publications, Bo, from throwing some garbage online, per se, on Buda Baker and a potential trade for a Washington Commander's pass rusher. Yeah, I think this whole thing was an exercise to come up with four couple chase young trades okay so we had this one it just one popped up on my instagram feed i almost threw up uh this was bleacher report gridiron arizona cardinals would get chase young who the commanders declined his fifth year option so he'd be a free agent after this year and then the cardinals would send buda baker in a 2024 fourth round pick to dc uh i for me this is an instant no uh, now I was surprised to see my mentions on notifications on Twitter where a lot of people are willing to pull the trigger on this deal. Uh, so Chase Young has a sack and a half in the last two seasons. Yeah. Um, this is a player that, I mean, if you, if you want to try to talk me into like trading for, uh, you know, on its own, that's fine, but he's never had double digit sacks, seven and a half sacks as a rookie. And then he's been hurt. He's a violent player, but he's, he's somebody that wants to be paid a bunch of money and he hasn't produced, right? I'm okay if like you're DeForest Buckner on your rookie deal or Nick Bosa or somebody like that. And you're projecting to always be a 10 to 12 to 15 sack guy, but that's not Chase yeah. Young yet. I mean, Buda Baker's a Hall of Famer. Buda Baker is an, all, an elite all pro every year he plays. If Buda Baker plays this year, he's going to be a pro bowler. Doesn't matter how bad or good the Cardinals may be. You know, number three is going to go out, kick ass and take names. Like, you know, Chase Young may not be healthy. And yeah. also, like the like, assuming Kyler Murray is going to be part of this team right now, moving forward, you can pay Chase Young and Kyler Murray. Like the the part of the reason the Cardinals are embracing this this rebuild through the draft is cheap assets, homegrown. We know if they fit our culture. They never met Chase Young in terms of like knowing how he would do in the building. Like I ripped Steve Kime, but he always he always made a good point when splurging free agency is difficult because not only you're gambling on the player, you're gambling on the person. And if they bring that person in here and he doesn't vibe, he may be a great football player. It, it could go up in flames. So the best way to get to know a player at the combine, over the course of the college football season, scouting them, meeting them, drafting, developing them, extending them. That's what the Cardinals want to be known for. So these kind of moves, outside of an occasional dip in your toe in, I just, I we would we mention this like a couple of days ago this week, like I miss the fact the Cardinals were always connected to a player. That was the Kime era. But it always it, it it never ended good. It never ended well. And yeah. I, this this is the same thing. Yeah, and it, it, I just don't know how you could get a player of the caliber of Buda Baker in a trade for a player is unproven. One of the most proven commodities in the NFL, and Buda Baker for one of the most unproven commodities in Chase Young, who all he really has is, is his rookie year. And if, if Chase Young goes crazy, it, then he becomes more expensive, and then you just traded away a guy that you had you know, controllable potentially in Buda Baker beyond 2023 for a guy that you have to go pay 20 plus million a season to yeah. even, you know, him entertain your coming back. So it just doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, and then, you know, uh, I, I, we have great listeners, viewers, Twitter followers. DeAndre jumped into my DMs. He was actually messaging with Buda. Oh, and he received this little nugget. Uh, he was replying to a story, said new deal. And Buddha said, nah, they uh not training 
trading a brother go get that jersey so he's telling him to go get the brand new jersey nice. they're gonna do something soon uh hello Baker. barring who, any you know who knows if is, i doubt it's photoshop but who said who said this who sent this to you uh deandre sent this to me on uh just messaged me in, on twitter and dms so, are open for both of us and, and shout out to deandre because we had to ask for approval for that to put it on the show and deandre gave us the thumbs up yeah yep we could we could no, use actually it. He didn't he said he's no said, oh, oh no <laughs> everybody forget you just you just saw that you know what i read that as and it's something that i've been pounding the table for since day one buddha baker's a good soldier, the best soldier. You've got some cash. Give him, give him a raise this year. Give him more guaranteed money. Make him feel good about transitioning another coaching staff. Because I, again, like he plays a position that's devalued maybe to some, and he's in his late twenties. But what he represents to the Cardinals is excellence, and they have had such few instances and examples of that. And so, like, I'm okay. Yeah, you, you save money on Hopkins. Give that money to Buda Baker this year. I don't care if you're paying Buda Baker over $20 million this year. I know they want to roll funds over, but you and I both know, Bo, like next offseason, you can't spend all of that. The Bears didn't spend all their, they had $100 million this offseason. They still lead the NFL in cap. I, I don't want the Cardinals to spend $100 million next offseason. Take an additional 5 to $10 million right now and give Buda Baker a guaranteed raise and say Buda Baker exemplifies everything that we want and we know that we're going to get a, a Buda Baker that's not unhappy, that's going to come in and show everybody from Paris Johnson Jr., Michael Wilson, Owen P Pampo, how to do things in, in and off the field, on and off the field, Monday through Sunday. I would feel awesome about Cardinal fans, they need a win. This will be an unprecedented yet much-deserved win after he just requested a trade. Fantastic. Go guys. get that jersey. Go get Buddha. it. Buddha saying that. I'll get the white one if he, if he gets a raise. I'll go. That'll be my first jersey. I'll go. I'll get the white one. I, I wonder what it's gonna. I want when he says they're gonna do something soon. You know, I wonder. I wonder what it's gonna be. I, you know, it, what you a outlined, bump. obviously. A you know, bump. give him a little bump, a little love for twenty twenty three. Let's check over. Let's check over the cap. And um, so he's got two years left on his deal. This year, and next year, right? And this year. Buda Baker, according to Over the Cap, they do great work. He's making $16.8 million, right? Which I think is like top six for safeties in the NFL. Then he's got uh, a cap hit of about $18 million next year. And that's it. And that's a team option. Um, but in terms of this year, he has somehow no guarantees um, connected to his to his numbers. So maybe they, maybe they mess with that. Maybe they mess with the guarantees. I don't know. Either way, I, I think it's good news. I, I wouldn't imagine it's going to be in the form of you know a lot of future guaranteed money beyond 2023. And to your point, like there is, I'm sure, kind of a, a cap as far as what can be rolled over, what will be rolled over, and uh, it, yeah, I mean, what Chicago they can they can't even spend all their money. It's it's crazy because you don't you know, even want to do that. People are wise to the fact that yeah, you don't want to go out and. Spend and and spend a ton of money at you know like absurd amount of money at the at Walmart you know or at the discount <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great point that that's a, <laughs> a brilliant point it's like if you win the lottery you're not going to buy a bunch of great value products right you're going right. to pick and choose your investment opportunities right now according to over overthecap.com cardinals are projected to have 51 million dollars in 2024 if yeah. they cut 
if they cut, like, I think we've done this before, like a handful of veterans, yeah, like cut Ertz, James Conner, or Ertz, Humphreys, if he's not around, Dennis Gardeck, you know how much money they gain? They gain like $30 million. They're going to have $80 million in cap space next year. They're, they can't spend all, and the cap's going to go up. So it, it could easily turn into $100 million. Plus, you could restructure Kyler's deal, if, hopefully if he's still here. Like they're not going to be in a position where they can't buy players next offseason, whether or not they give Buddha money now or not. That's why this whole thing on like Dalvin Cook, I get it for what they're trying to do this year. A Dalvin Cook deal, a Kareem Hunt deal is not going to hurt them next year. Like it's it, like front load the contract, pay him all this year, front load Buddha's contract, no, pay him Dal more money Dalvin, this year. Dalvin's not, I get it's not, I right. know, but it's, but you see what I'm the point I'm trying to make is like. Well, we don't want anything to affect 2024. You you're going to have 100 million dollars. It doesn't it doesn't matter. How much money do you need in offseason? They're going to have a ton of it and yeah. when you watch flight plan, you get excited about the guy making decisions about it uh and the guy that's going to be making drafting and developing all of these players uh all these players are going to need to come into town. They're going to need to get uh, some furniture for new, their brand new, you know, abodes, their houses. Condos, yes. apartments, wherever they may be staying, more furniture is going to do it for them because you can save big on the best furniture in the valley. Because, yeah, you can always spend a lot of your funds on furniture. It's not with the Cardinals cap space, uh, most of our bank accounts. You need to be able to save money for other things. And more furniture understands that. Go to morefurniture.com, find the best furniture for your living room, your dining room, your bedroom, your kids' room your uh, entertainment center, maybe your home office. They've got everything. Plus they've got white glove delivery. And when the summer mm. months hit as we're in, you're not going to want to have to go move around some heavy furniture, get that sweat going, maybe throw your back out. White glove delivery means they're going to deliver it to your house, get rid of the packing material, set it up and put it exactly where you want it. Take advantage of it. White glove delivery. Only place that has that uh, is more furniture. Save big on the best furniture in the Valley. Head over to morefurniture.com. More furniture is a great place to be when you're hanging at home. Uh, I'm going to tell you a great place to be when you're out and about in the Valley all summer long. How about Octane Raceway and Maverick, folks? They've had a ton of events over the course of the summer. Had a great event for Memorial Day, but how about this summer with your kids in particular? They've got Summer Engineering Camp, which is great. They've also got free bowling all summer for the young kids. I think it's children's 15 and under are eligible at Octane Raceway Maverick. Two free games a day. Grow the game. Book some fun this spring in Octane Raceway Maverick into this summer. Kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks. Ton of events. We've had events there. It is a choice place to be. It is where we want to be this summer with our friends at Octane Raceway and Maverick.com. Maverick.com to learn more. I also want to tell you guys, not too late. Grab a hat and or shirt. Half off, buy one, get one half off at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. It's the Father's Day sale. Order it now. Hopefully it's there for Father's Day. Buy one, get one half off. Go phnx.com, that merchandise locker. There are so many shirts to choose from. It might be overwhelming, so block out some time in your day today. Say, I'm going to go on the merchandise locker for like an hour. I'm going to shift through everything and hopefully pick up this, this celebratory touchdown tee or you go with a classic like Mr. Bob Brock. Southwest bias. My hat that I purchased from the merchandise locker, you see it almost every day on this program, the black with the white lettering. It's two years old. It looks brand new. I wear it in the pool. I wear it to run. I hang out in my PHNX locker gear. It does not go bad, but it's only bad if you don't take advantage of this Father's Day deal, Bo.
Yeah, I mean, take advantage of that. Become a diehard. Uh, we, the Discord, we've got interesting little tidbits going on there. we got mandatory minicamp next week. Things oh, yeah. that you're only going to be able to find reported in the Discord. It, mm-hmm. It's like the chat we have going on during the shows on the daily. It continues on all throughout the day and the evening. Join Johnny and I in the Cardinals, PHNX Cardinals Discord with everybody else. It's a blast, and it's well worth its price in gold. And you get complete access to the website, plus deals on like Dobson Ranch Golf Club and other things like that uh, with our great partners. Um, everybody, have a great weekend. It's the it's the calm before the storm before you have to get all the gifts for great fathers like Johnny Venerable and myself, like and shower us with gifts and compliments for yes. our our elite level Monty Osmond type father <laughs> skills. <laughs> I would love to give out my Maricopa address so people could send me gifts. Uh, Ed Romero in the chat. Uh, I've got a nine number 90 docket jersey. Fun fact, so does my wife. Uh, Ed saying, I need the new number three Buddha jersey. The black design is so sharp. Pay the man. Well, actually, what I was talking with Edgar earlier today is he's, he's wondering, when is that black jersey going to drop? I didn't even know the black alternative jersey, the new one, it's not even available yet. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if they're waiting. I mentioned this to him. Like, they need to build up some collateral with the red and the whites again, because after those 2009 alternative black unis dropped, like nobody wanted the older jerseys rightfully. So and now it's like, give the red and the white their time to shine. Like I'm going to buy a white Jersey. That'll be the first next Jersey I buy. Cause I think they're great. I wonder if they're waiting to pull the trigger on the black, maybe closer to the season. Maybe that didn't even think about that, but you are the Jersey guy. You're no longer having to pound the table for my watches. And they yes. happen. So you got more time. And, and yeah. more room up there to think up and concoct things like that. No, it's it's polluted up there. <laughs> we have a special PHNX Cardinals episode dropping tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, uh, we it's going to be where you find podcasts. And, of course, right here. What time? Are we, are we going to do it? Four? What time does it go live? Four o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock Saturday afternoon. Join us. Uh, we talk to Howard Balzer. We talk about this rookie class. Cover some other things. Poke fun at like uh D hop's expense <laughs> because of his, his free agent tour. Yeah. Uh, we have some fun and we hope you tune into it. Uh, it's going to be there uh, for you all weekend long. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay cool, get some polar pops, enjoy it. And uh, big news is on the horizon as well. PHNX Cardinals, PHNX Sports, Johnny Venerable, Emma, myself. See you guys later.